what did we sing at prayer meeting the other night? <laughs> Give me the key of whatever it is. Elf, try this. He's all I need. All I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all. Go to the key of C. Let's try a different key. Sorry about that. That's what we get when we don't practice, huh? He's all I need. All I need. Jesus is all I need. Thank you for the help. He's all I need. All I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. All I need. Jesus is all I need. Amen. I'm going to stop right there while I'm ahead this much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm singing that because that's what I believe. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else, anybody else, but Jesus. Hallelujah. I preached a, a, a message entitled many, many years ago. I, I'm entitled Just Jesus. Amen. We could get Jesus. Now, there's a lot of other things, but if you get Jesus, amen, then the, the other part's easier. All right? Amen. Let's get first things first. Let's not try to get everything in order and then add Jesus to it. No, no, let's get Jesus first, soon. Hallelujah. I've preached all over and all around this. Amen, but I just couldn't get away from it again. Of course, I like to feel like the Holy Ghost is directing us and leading us, and maybe he is, maybe he's not. I like to feel like he is. Amen. Psalms 107 and 1. Amen. I got a lot of scriptures. But I'll be mindful of your time, and I know some of you came just for the baby dedication, uh, and uh, and that's fine, okay? And if you have to leave, that's okay with me, but I just feel like God's not totally done yet. I'm glad Thanksgiving is over, amen, the holiday Thanksgiving. you got Christmas to get through and all of that, and we'll just make the best of it, and uh, amen, and just see what God will do. Psalms 107 and 1, amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord and he, then he tells you why for he is good for his mercy endureth forever hallelujah then before you're seated I want us to skip down to the 8th and the ninth verses amen just skip on down eight, verse 8 oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men verse 9 for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Hallelujah. If you have something in your hand, just put it down and let's just clap our hands to the Lord. 
Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'll jump right in to the, to the scripture and to the word here and a few comments I might have. Amen. Sister Sue, good to see your folks back here. Always good to see you folks. Bless you. Amen. All the rest of the guests who came. Amen. You are certainly welcome. We didn't give you an official welcome. Amen. But you are certainly are welcome. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You see God's characteristics here and his attributes is what this is talking about when it talks about, you know, good and he's merciful and, and, and this, is, this is the characteristics. This is part of who and what God really is. You see it throughout the scripture. It keeps coming up over and over and over. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He is holy and he is righteous and he is good and he is compassionate and he, he always has been and he continues to be all of that. That's what makes this thing so solid. Amen. And so, you know, in place and settled and it's not, you know, you know before I even get into this, we're living in a changing world. I mean, everything is changing around us. And, and, and I'll date myself here, you know, and, and I don't think I'm old, but I'm older, amen, than I was. And so just in my lifespan, I've seen so much change, so many things that our society has just moved into, okay? And I, I don't want to start naming it, but... but you just you get around a bunch of non-Christians and, and a bunch of liberal thinking people. They just go with the flow, you know. You know you could you know used to. And I don't want to cross up anybody, and I'm qualify this, but I probably will offend somebody before. That's not my intentions. I'm, I want to help you, Amen. But you know, used to a marriage was between a man and a woman, and now you know the judges feel like they have a listen. They do have a lot of authority. But they don't have that much authority. The day they did that and that law passed that you could marry the same sex person that you are. And, you know, I mentioned it here the other day. I'm not trying to, I just want to get us to thinking here, amen, about the faithfulness of God. Amen. You know, I just, uh, you know, he's just who he is and what he is and he always has been and always will be and his word is forever settled. Listen, you can come up with the new math all you want, but two plus two equals four. And don't get mad at me about that. I'm just stating a fact. You can figure it any way you want, all right? But, but things are changing around us. And, and I'm not trying just to be, uh, you know, be ignorant about it. I'm not, not trying to just cross up with everybody. But this is just how it was. And then somebody just decides that we're going to make it this way now. A marriage for thousands and thousands of years was between a man and a woman. Y'all got y'all's attention right now. Not gonna go very far with this, just make a point. But then people just decide to make me happy and to make me comfortable. And this is what I wanna do. And in fact, if you don't do it, I'm gonna get offended at you. And I'm not gonna like you anymore. I'm just gonna take my marbles and go home. No, let's sit down and talk about this. Let's sit down and pray about this. Let's look to the word of the Lord that's forever settled. There's another word that I like to use about God. He is consistent. Listen, you get in a storm, you don't want to tie up, tie your boat off to something that might just blow away. You need to find you something that has an anchor on it. You need to find you something that's solid, tethered to that. 
And that's what this is right here. This is what I'm preaching. Amen. The faithfulness of God. You can go out and make your loop and make your circle and have your new revelations all you want, but when you get done, the word of the Lord is still there and it's still the same. God is still good. He's still merciful. He still loves me. Hallelujah. You know, God is truth. Amen. What that really means is he is the source of truth. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. That's what John said. Amen. The word was with God and the word was because I want to see God. Will you get right in this right here? I want to I know God. There it is right there. there. Here he is. You want to know God? Hallelujah. And the word dwelled among us. We beheld his glory, the, the only begotten of the Father. And people rejected that. Amen. He wasn't in the shape and the form and, you know, coming from a carpenter shop and this kind of thing. He just wasn't what the religious, you know what? Think about it, buddy. Sinners, people who were caught in the very act of adultery, a woman who had been married five times and was just living with a guy, wasn't married to him, that's called adultery, by the way. That's what that is. You can call it whatever you want, all right? That's what that is, all right? People like that had no problem with Jesus. He won them right and left, healed them, blessed them. But you know who the problem was? It was religious folks, just like us. Well, we know a little, you know what? Some folks know just enough about the Bible to be dangerous. And so we get stuck in certain religious paths. And like I said a while ago, some people, their whole message is what you don't have to do. Listen, listen, I already was doing a lot of stuff when I came into the church. And, and found the church, amen. Holy people, righteous, doing the best they could, shouting people, talking in tongues and praying through to the Holy Ghost. I found it. And then somebody talked that down to me or just discount, oh, you don't have to do it. Well, I don't have to. I was doing really, really crazy stuff. That wasn't crazy to me. It just set me on, on a different path, going in a different direction, which happened to be the right direction. Hallelujah. But this change is taking place everywhere. And we just flow with it. I, 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 I want to I get anchored in here. Hallelujah. Amen. Faithfulness is one of those characteristics that we highly value. A faithful person, a loyal person. Amen. Because God is faithful in extending his mercy toward his people. Amen. I already mentioned it. I mean, as a, as a, I love consistent. He is just he's just consistent with all of that. He doesn't just love us, Chad, like you said, until we get a, a bad haircut and then he don't like the way we look. That's how some people love. Oh, I love you with that haircut, man. I can't take that hair, you know. So I'm out of here. No, that's really not love. All right. He loves us, bad haircut and all. And he continues to do Somebody says, listen, he is pleased when we please him. He loves us when we please him. But when we don't please him, I'm on the other side of that right now, all right? It's a little, little, little heavy on us just for a little bit. I had some of you worried. No, this is the consistency I'm talking about. Not just the law 
all right? But the mercy and the grace and the long suffering and the blessing just comes anyway. Why? Because he loves us. Hallelujah. Not only when people please him and treat him right, but he is true, period. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter how others treat him, that's the traits that we hope to somehow acquire for ourselves. We're seeking for it and we're, we're, we're aiming for it. I, listen, our marriages are built on trust and faithfulness and consistency. You know, this is, you know this, this is how marriages are built. Amen. Relationships, are, you know, and please don't feel, don't feel threatened and scared of a commitment. Go try to buy a house and see if you don't have to make a commitment. Buy a jalopy car. Oh, I want to just buy this car, but I want it on credit. But I don't, you know, I'm going to sign other. No, no, you have to, you have to make a commitment, even to buy a car. It can be a piece of junk, and then not make a commitment to have a relationship or a marriage. It's ridiculous. I'm on our case. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We made vows before God and men. For what? To be faithful to our spouse. Amen. We promise to love each other and submit to each other. No, not just me, not just her submit to me. If you'll read the scripture, you'll find it. Paul said we are to submit, submit to one another. So you don't, guys, you don't get married and just be the big boss. Not if you're smart. Chad said, Chad says another thing. He said, you can either be right or happy. <laughs> That's good advice for some of you guys, all right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, we promised faithfulness. It doesn't come automatic for us. But according to 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, faithfulness is a requirement. It's a required characteristic to all of those who are stewards. A steward in the Bible was a guy who looked after the money and he collected rent and payments, you know, for this or that. And uh, so he had to be, but, but, but a, he's an overseer. He's an overseer of servants in the scripture, amen. And, and so uh, he took care of the account. So you have to be a steward. It's, it's very necessary. I mean, it's one of the only two things mentioned uh, to the righteous when we stand before God's judgment. Remember in the scripture, it says, he's gonna say, if, you're, if you are righteous and if you are good, he's gonna say, well done, my good and faithful servant. My dad, old timer, old time preacher, he used to bring out the, he'd look at things twice, he'd look at from different angles. And he said, if God cannot lie, that's what the scripture says. There's two things he can't do. He can't fail and he can't lie, all right? He said, if God cannot lie, he said, if an unfaithful person comes before God, he cannot say, enter in my good and faithful servant. If a person is not good, God is not allowed by his own rule, by his own law, to say, enter in my good and faithful servant. He can't do it. You know what it does to me? It makes me want to say, God, I got to have, I got to, have enough of your presence and enough of your mercy and in me that I can become somewhat good. I can't do this on my own. Hallelujah. According to Webster, the word faithful means maintaining allegiance to someone or something being constant and loyal. 
He is calling us to possess faithfulness. Listen, we got to build this building out here. Amen. Don't have a whole lot of money. Amen. We're starting this program. Amen. This stewardship group. Amen. Starting this program. I'm going to just say this to you here. Amen. This is this may be reserved for a meeting and, and you and Sister Melissa's in charge of this. I'm just part of it. I'm just helping. But but here's what they, they do a they do a get everybody and of course Sister Debbie. Uh, does such a wonderful job keeping all the books, boom, 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 right down. If you put your name on the check or on the envelope, we know who you are. Not that, I mean, that's private. That's between you. You get a receipt every year as to how much you give, amen, and it helps sometimes on your income taxes, amen. And so all that's kept record of, not to, not to get on your case. In fact, I intentionally don't look and see who gives the most. When times are just thin and, 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 and you know, we're just struggling with the bills and, and Sister Debbie will vouch for this, my wife, I'll stop at the door and say, did we do good? And what that means is did we get enough to pay the bills and how much, and she'll tell me the bottom line of how much offerings and money came in for a weekend and I'm just saying, and, and, and another thing she'll tell you, I've done this by faith for years. I mean, if it's not even enough, if it's just a little bit, I'm, if in my mind I'm like, oh, man, we need more than that, I've trained myself to say, well, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Sister Hyann, it could have been less. <laughs> Whatever comes in, we have to give God thanks for it. But what I'm saying is this, amen, according to all of the, 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 you know, the paperwork she has filled out and give to the group that's helping us, you know, doing, doing the program, the stewardship program, there, from what I can get, there's about, and this is, not a, this is not a slap in the face, just so you'll know, just so you'll know, you get an idea of what we're doing here. There's about 25% is on the top and about 25% they pay all the bills and pay the mortgage and pay the, the parsonage mortgage and utilities and pay, all, pay the salaries and, and they do all of that, about 25% on the top. And this is the whole idea about the stewardship. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things to, to, to learn and to know, but the bottom, did you get this 75% to 50% on the bottom that does give, but you can't count on it. They like give and then they don't give. They like give a little bit and then they give a little. We're talking about stewardship here. That's a must. You have to do that. You see these big, nice buildings? Somebody's been giving. Somebody's been paying out. Somebody's been sacrificing. But see, I can see right off. If, if we could get that bottom 50 or 60 or 75% just doing something, guess what? It would be a breeze. You know, you see churches get in a bind. You see people, you know, churches cooking chicken dinners and peanut brittle and almost selling everything and in fact so much that you can't even have decent church without somebody raising money. We gotta have money. We gotta, that's, they're in a bind. But if, if we could get the bottom half just doing something, what are you talking about? Just make a commitment. Just like when you buy, well, I, this is how much I can pay. Okay, well, we'll just try to work it out where you can pay this much a month. And you figure it out. I didn't intend for this to turn this. We're talking about faithfulness. We're talking about getting things done that we feel like God's calling us to do. Our community needs a Jesus name, one God, apostolic church. Let me, let me tell you what else our church needs. Our, our, our church needs to, our community needs to know Sister Gregory. There's kids out there that need to be in her class. 
Sister Miranda, we could, if we had the facilities, we could fill this, we could run buses, fill this place up. Our names or your, some of your names would be noise. Listen, it's stuff going on, good stuff that our community knows nothing about. Why? Because we don't have the facilities. So I'm asking you, amen, to think about this stewardship business. Hey, I, I've got to not just see, you ever, you ever go to watch the offering and people pull out their, the, the, the ushers get in place and people start going, hmm, let me see. They ain't thought about an offering till just now. I, listen, this is what this, the program is going to do. Amen. It's going to make us start thinking about our offering every the first of the week before we get to church. Like, you know, this is how much I'm going to give. When we sit down to pay our electric bill, when we pay our house payment, amen, we're like, oh, this is how much we're going to give to the church. That's what gets buildings built and paid for. Hallelujah. And furnished. Hallelujah. And that's what gets buses paid for, where we can haul people in. That's what gets baskets going out to needy families. Amen. And nothing impresses. You can tell people you love them all you want, but when you start giving them stuff, it takes away all the what you need. To, you don't need to say anything. They already know that you care about them. I just threw that in just for fun of it. I won't charge you for that. Hallelujah. But he's calling us to possess faithfulness. He wants us to exhibit faithfulness. He's faithful, that's right. And he wants us to be like him. We're never gonna reach that, but we're gonna go in that direction, all right? Like David. David in the Bible made all kind of mistakes, but he was a man after God's own heart. That didn't mean he was like God. But God impressed him so much that he wanted to be like God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to be loyal. We have to be because God is. Hallelujah. The whole chapter of Psalms 107, the writer lauds the faithfulness of the Lord by examining his dealings with mankind. Hallelujah. Even when people disrespect him and disregard his goodness, he still demonstrates his faithfulness by his consistent love and grace. I don't know what that's worth to you, but, but it's worth everything in this world to me. He sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. He's fair. He's equitable. Amen. Amen. Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 23, King James Version. Amen. Though the Lord's mercy, or through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. You ever feel like, man, I mean, I'm, that guy's such a sinner, I don't know why lightning don't just strike him. In fact, I don't want to get close to him. But God doesn't do it. I have heard of it happening a few times but most of the time God doesn't. I don't know what kind of buttons you have to, I don't know how you know, evil a person has to get to do that or get to that point, amen. But he is faithful in mercy. God's mercy removes from us the punishment that we deserve for the wrongs that we do and have done, amen. That's what mercy is. Mercy is God's withholding the judgment that we have rightly earned. Smith's Bible Dictionary defines mercy as God's feelings 
of kindness and compassion toward the needy and the helpless. More than 30 times in the Bible, amen, it refers to him as a merciful God. The Bible's just telling us who he is and what he is, all right? Psalms 145 and 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. Ephesians 2 and 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. You talk about putting up with stuff, tolerating stuff. That's what he does. Hallelujah. Psalms 107 and 1, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Listen, I think it would be safe to say that most of us have the ability to manifest, you know, some I mean, a little bit of mercy, you know, along, amen, intermittently, I guess we could say, but, but rarely do we find one who can exhibit mercy after having been betrayed, lied about, and hurt. This is the test, folks. If you want to be like God, you know, I know he talked about turning the other cheek if somebody spites you, you know, I don't know of too many in here that Mike could do that. I don't know, you know, according to the Old Testament, by law, you were required to go a mile, but Jesus said, no, no, I'm requiring you to go two miles. Hey, listen, we live in a one-mile world, folks. Just do what's it, Christian world, not, not sinners. They don't even go the mile. They don't do that. But Christians, we do just what we have to do. It just requirements one mile. That's all I got to do. But Jesus was saying, you go two. Hallelujah. This is how we're going to get stuff done. This is how we're going to go from just good to best. Not me pushing you, but you pushing yourself. Say, so you know what? I got to do more than this. I got, I got Bible studies to teach. I got, I got people to contact and tell them we got church this Sunday. Amen. We've got good worship here. We've got good, we have good prayer time and altar time. We have a wonderful Sunday school and we have a youth program. It's just like, I mean, ready to explode and take, out, take off like a rocket ship. You need to get in this church. Get your young people in this church. There's so much to do. Amen. Maybe some of us don't understand that this is our greatest source of power when we are long suffering. Listen, but people, if you don't treat them just right, they're gone. I already said that. What do you, listen, we're in the army of the Lord. That's why that Paul said, put on the whole army of God. One place when the scripture says, put on Christ. Now, in other words, it don't just come on you. You put it on. You decide. You make a decision. Amen. But this is, this is a source of great power. Goodness, forgiveness, and mercy toward others will release. I believe this. I really believe it. It will release the power of the Almighty. I've preached this all over. It was just like a revelation to me. Amen. But Jesus demonstrated this power to the whole world after he had been betrayed, false accused, beaten, spat upon, humiliated, nailed to a cross. Amen. And then he spoke to them. He was just barely alive. Amen. And, and he, through those swollen, beaten lips, beard had been plucked out. And he said, Father, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. Listen, you let somebody look at us funny. You let some, we find out, we, you know, somebody find out you voted different. Politics, 
We get, man, we don't, man, we're not listening to them. We're not going there. We're, we're gone. Listen, we got we to gotta keep going and let our mercy keep flowing. That's part of God. Amen. But, 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 but notice what happened here. It never happened any other time in the Bible that I know of like this. Amen. But, but when, when Jesus walked on this earth, he healed the sick, raised it, all kind of things here. But, but never did you see the elements. I mean, I know he calmed the sea. I understand. It was some powerful things happened. But, but, but here, when he forgave, and they didn't deserve forgiveness. It was not, in fact, what made it so powerful, they weren't on their knees begging for forgiveness. He just forgave them on his own. That's powerful, folks. Because I've had people say, well, if they came to me and they had the right spirit, then I might forgive them. Man, you miss it a million miles. He demonstrated, he just forgave them just because that's what he does. That's in his nature. That's who and what he is, all right? Hallelujah, amen. And when he forgave them, the Bible said immediately it became dark in the middle of the day. The rocks rent, graves burst open. They had a, had a resurrection take place, amen. Saints, it was in the grave. They came out and the veil in the temple rent from top to bottom. That's when grace dispensation literally and actually started right then because he was the supreme sacrifice hanging on a cruel tree, amen. And when he gave up the ghost, amen, that, that's when all of that took place. That was a demonstration of his mercy and his goodness and all the rest of the stuff. Hallelujah. We need to get a little of that. None of these things ever happened when he cleansed the lepers and, and even when he raised the dead, but it did happen when he released his mercy and his forgiveness. And so a person that's done you wrong or if you just think they did, the damage is done already, whether they did or not. All right? If you think they did, if you will release forgiveness to them, well, they don't deserve it. Well, I, you know, nobody said anything about deserving anything. That releases something. That's just listen. What it is is that it's not coming from us. It's coming from a higher authority than us. Amen. If we can get enough God knowledge and God spirit in us to be able to pull something like that off, you think God's not going to honor that and bless that? What, what's the enemy going to do when two people are all crossed up and there's only one of them that's mad? Listen, as long as two people are crossed up and fighting each other, listen, you'll have a fight from now on. But if you get one guy and he's just the only one fighting, after a while he's going to wake up. That's like one kid. You know, you, you do pretty good with one kid, you know. But if that one kid starts fighting all by himself, you got problems. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, just forgive. I'm, I'm slowing. I'm, I'm going too slow. I thought I was just going to just go after it today. Hallelujah. I, I just believe the Holy Ghost is directing me here. I choose to believe that to somebody. Hallelujah. Here, here's what we're supposed to get right down to the to the where the rubber meets the road. When you turn loose that offense. 
somebody's like, just now, like, well, how's that all relevant to me? Here's how it's relevant. If you've been, ever been offended, when you're ready to turn loose of that, when you, when you forgive whoever did you wrong, I'm telling you where the source of power is. The enemy doesn't want, he wants you to stay mad. Hallelujah. I believe then it's when you will experience the power of God to heal and to set free. Amen. And, the, and experience some joy and some peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just feel like I'm sounding the trumpet right now. Amen. For somebody, you're looking for a way to get loose and get free, start forgiving. Hallelujah. Start blessing. Amen. The Bible says bless and curse not. Amen. What does that mean? What that means is, amen, when you speak, when you bless someone, the Bible or the dictionary, if you look that up in a dictionary, that means you speak well of them. And you curse someone, which he said, don't do that. He said, you speak negatively of that person. Or maybe you don't say anything. Maybe just roll your eyes. <laughs> you just said a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The enemy is out to destroy our families, hinder our relationships. Amen. His purpose is to rob us of our holy power. Nothing worse than a powerless Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian, but we got all kind of baggage and all kind of people we don't like and we don't mind if you listen to me a while and hang around, I'll tell you all about it. Amen, amen. What could be worse than a powerless Christian and a powerless church? In Luke 8, there was a man literally possessed with legions of demons. A legion is from three to 6,000 demons. That's how many demons a guy had, all right? Chains could not hold this miserable, wretched man. Couldn't, amen. They would tie him up and he would break loose. But when he saw Jesus, you know what the Bible said he did? The Bible said he fell down in a distance, fell down and worshiped him. Hallelujah. If legions of demons cannot stop a man from worshiping Jesus, I am without excuse. Oh, I can't do that. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Legion. That's what that's put in there for. For situations just like me, excuses that I make. Well, you know, they, he did this to me, you know, and it was been 20 years ago, but I can't let it go yet, you know. This guy had legions, thousands of devils. Amen. Listen, the Bible says God is faithful. We're going to worship him today for his faithfulness. Not my faithfulness, not my goodness, not my long suffering. Sometimes we judge people like we're all perfect. And he did it. Oh, so we did perfect? You know, remember the story in the, the, the parable where the, the guy, you know, saw a mote in his brother's eye, but he had a beam in his own eye like a, like a two by four or bigger? That's kind of what that means. It's like we, we just spit it all out. You know, David did that when the prophet found, y'all are quiet today. Maybe I need to per, perk it up a little bit. You know, when David took the man's wife, Uriah's wife. Amen. The prophet finally got to his house. And of course, he had Uriah killed. David was a powerful man. He was the king. And the prophet, thank God he didn't have a charismatic, mealy mouth, please everybody kind of a preacher. 
when the prophet got there, he told a story about a man that had all kind of flocks and herds, amen, and then he talked about a guy that had one little lamb, one little, it was a little pet, amen, the kids played with the little lamb. And of course, the custom was when strangers come, you kill the lamb and you make a meal, all right? But the guy came that had all the flocks, but yet he came there and got the guy's one little lamb. He had all kind of flocks, but he got the one. He told the story. And then he asked David, what do you do? What's your judgment? He let him do his own judgment. He sneaked one in on him. What do you do about a guy like that? Man, David began to breathe out threats against the guy, what should be done to him. You ought to string him up for doing something like that. Well, the prophet looked at him and said, thou art the man. No, you did that. Listen, we don't need somebody stroking us every time. I'm telling you God's mercies Amen, are forever. Amen, he is long-suffering. Amen, I'm telling you. So it's no time for us to be self-righteous. Hallelujah, no time for us to act good when we're not good. Amen, we need to stand. I need to let y'all out of here. You hadn't been in church in a while. and I'm, I'm feeding you the whole load here. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory, healing our spirits, healing our bodies, amen, financial situations and needs. We, can, we could tell you story after story, amen, about God blessing us. It's certainly we didn't earn it, amen. Uh, you know, the catch is to forgive is to forgive whatever it is that you're mad at or about. That's the catch. That's the, that's the thing. Now, the battle is not with me and it's not with God. It's with you. Right. You got to decide that, all right? You may do it just a little bit at a time. I don't know how you, I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just telling you, we need to forgive. Hallelujah. And when you do, let it go. Hallelujah. I said, when you do, let it go. Yes, amen. amen. This is proof that you have faith. You remember, remember James says faith without works is dead? That just really bugs some people, but it's the, it's the truth. Your works prove that you do have faith. You have people there, you know, especially on the charismatic, ooh, he's got a faith ministry. Ooh, I got a faith, I have a healing mouth. I, I, I pray. You don't have to do that if you really do have faith. You don't start telling people how much faith you got. Just do the right thing. Keep a right spirit. Don't get offended. Hallelujah. Just shrug it off. You know, people look at preachers like us and, and they, you know, somebody, somebody's just telling me lately, you know, somebody, you know, people call to preach. I mean, let me just say this. Let me say this. If, if you ever feel, if you feel a call to preach, if you ever feel like God wants you to preach and do a, 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 some kind of preaching ministry, let me just help you a little bit. If you've got a, a thin skin, if you're touchy like, ooh, you know, you got to be, everybody's got to be nice to me. And listen, you, let me just, if, if that's the spirit you got, it may just save you a lot of trouble. You just forget preaching. Just don't, don't even go near that. Just, for, just forget that. Am I right, Brother Jerry? Hey, just forget that. Don't even come to me and talk to me about preaching if you don't get this offensive business. Because let me tell you right now, folks are not going to treat you right. They're not always going to say complimentary things about you. 
and bless you and honor you. Oh, you're wonderful. But let me tell you, the first reason is you're not wonderful. Neither am I. So we just get what we deserve, but we don't get offended about it. Is that good, is that good advice or what? Listen, you can just come to church whenever you want to and, and, and you know, be made feel good and be lifted up and stroked a little bit more. But forget the ministry business. Just forget that. That'll just save you a whole bunch of trouble unless you're willing to set your feet down and say, you know what? I'm going to be as sweet as I can be and as nice as I can be and as many people as I can be. Amen. And help as many people as I can. And I'll, I'll get some things. I'll get some, you know, people will fire on me and, and, and say ugly things. But, but, you know, that's not going to change anything. I'm still going to love them and love it. And keep loving God and worshiping him and giving him praise. And then I can move forward. I have to believe, I have to believe this. On that note, I have to believe this. People are at a standstill right now until we get that part taken care of. Little offensive, little, little, look, watch out. Listen, y'all know I'm the kind of guy, there's some folks that you have to keep your tie straight and you have to, uh, you know, if they, you have them home with you or you have them in your office, you have to be just as professional as you can be. And you got to do everything right. You have to qualify everything. Then there's folks that can come in your presence and you can kick your shoes off and you can unbutton your coat, undo your tie a little bit more. They ain't going to get offended. They, they already know you're human and doing the best and they're with you. But see, some folks do it. They aren't going to be with you as long as you just do everything to perfection and preach good and do everything perfect. And see, it, it's, it's, a, it's a works thing to them. They, wouldn't, they don't know that. But you got to do it. You know, we got to have preachers got to just be way, way up there, you know. Or are or, or we just not going to accept it? Just give me a house full of people who know that they're human and know they're going to be treated bad sooner or later. Somebody. What's that going to change? They crucified Jesus. Read Paul. He was stoned, beaten with stripes, left for dead. They didn't know who they were dealing with. He didn't change his. He didn't change what he was doing. Didn't change directions. He came. He crawled out from under that pile of stones, bloody and bruised, and went right on down the road preaching the gospel. None of that changed him. Listen, I feel like we're building, Amen, an army of men and women and young people. Amen, have got their mind made up. Conditions are not gonna change it. I've got a thing in there. I, 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 y'all, y'all, just a moment. I got something I wanna read to you if I could find it real quick. Y'all, y'all excuse me just a moment. Hallelujah. Amen, I'm gonna check on y'all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. It's a kind of feeling. It's a kind of feeling we gotta get. I know I'm going a little long here. Amen. But it, I don't know who wrote this. It's anonymous, has it on here. Let me read it. It just caught my attention. The die has been cast. Amen. The very little title at the top is it's high time. That means it's time now. The die has been cast. The decision has been made. It, I made that decision, all right? And you made it, all right? I won't look back, let up, slow down, or back away. 
My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, plaudits, uh, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, rewarded, uh, uh, regarded or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on his presence, walk with patience, live by prayer and labor with power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is, uh, is, my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, spoken up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach all I know and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My banner is clear. I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Anonymous. Hallelujah. That's what it takes right there. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give glory to him. Let's give praise to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The faithfulness of God. You can count on him, friend. You can count on God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm so glad that we can. People change, things change, politics changes, situate, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we pray for somebody to be healed, here's how I look at this. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he ever did heal anybody, that means he'll heal folks now. If he ever blessed anybody, hallelujah, he'll do it now. It, it, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Doesn't change. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trusting him. I'm believing in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. God, thank you so much today. Hallelujah. For your word. We thank you for that anointing, God, that you've placed on all of us, God, to give as well as receive the word. We trust, God, that it fell and lodged in the Spirit's and in the hearts of your people. Hallelujah. God, that it, that word would become a blessing as it grows, amen, and produces fruit in Jesus' name. Keep us, protect us, bless us. We're, we're counting on it, God, and we're believing you for it, even though we don't deserve it, God. Amen, but our faith is strong today. In Jesus' name, knowing that you're, God, our healer and our deliverer and our ever-present help in trouble. 
Jesus' name. Keep your hand upon your wonderful people. Amen. Bless every ministry in this church. Touch every heart. Amen. Move upon us, God, at times as you heal us and help us, amen, to do what is good and what is right and proper. Amen. And again, thank you for healing us, God. Jesus' name. Those who are not well that's here, amen, we pray to continue, Lord, a continuation of healing in their bodies. Jesus' name. But most of all, heal our spirits. Heal our offenses, God, and help us to get through all of that. Amen. So your power can be seen, amen, and felt, amen, as it works among us and in our community. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. Don't forget the announcements. Amen. This Wednesday night is a fellowship here. And we'll just, just that. And we meet back there in the back. Amen. And I'm not sure what all you're supposed to bring. See Sister Debbie or Sister Melissa or my wife or somebody. Amen. And just bring a little something. And uh, hey, we'll have a great time. I want to do that. I want to fellowship with you. Amen. God bless you. Dismiss. Shake hands. Be friendly. In Jesus' name.